If you will, open your Bibles with me tonight to the book of Philemon. This week as I was doing my personal study, I was going through the book of Philemon. And um, just a few things I ran across here that I wanted to share with you tonight. As I read through the book of Philemon, these are things that stood out to me that maybe I should be applying to my own personal life. And I thought, well, if I need to be applying them to my personal life, then there's people out here in the church that need to do it as well. And um, if you will, let's, let's just read um, the first few verses, verse 1 and 2. It says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and to the acknowledging of the truth, that's in Titus, over here in Philemon, It says, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and to our beloved uh, Phyra, and I, I didn't look these words up, our Chippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. I wanted to bring this up, the first, first few words I read here. First of all, Philemon was a fellow laborer to Paul. And as I got to thinking about that and and dwelling on that, you know, I personally need a teamwork attitude. Um, And what I mean by that is, you think about this great apostle named Paul. 
And you think of the ministry and the span of his ministry. And I believe that Paul would be the first to tell you that it wasn't because he was by himself working. If you know much about Paul, you know that his ministry, he had several people accompanying him on many different journeys. He had Barnabas, Titus, Timothy, John, Mark, and these are just a few of them. Paul knew that working together was important. Uh, Paul knew that what he accomplished, that is Philemon, what Philemon accomplished was towards the same goal that he wanted to accomplish. And that was to bring all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory to God. Philemon uh, was also, look at verse 4, it says, I thank my God making mention of thee always in my prayers. Philemon was on Paul's mind, it seems like, daily. Paul was praying for him and, and making mention of him in his prayers. And I can't help but think that not only was he a fellow laborer, but he was that co-worker. He was on the same team as Paul. And, you know, there are many especially in Ashley County, there are many ABA churches in Ashley County. And you know what? We're not in competition with them. They're on the same team. Uh, we are working together to, for one reason, that's to bring God glory. And that's the same way Philemon and Paul attitude here is. You know, I, I think of it in a more practical sense. One of the areas I struggle with is delegation. I struggle to delegate things. You know, you know, we get caught up just a few months ago in this project of the playground equipment, and I guarantee you, me and Brother Jeff could tell you that we had no idea it was going to take a whole day to put that thing together. <laughs> and uh, you know, and and I, we had great fellowship. Don't get me wrong, we had some great fellowship putting that thing together, but. It took a team of us. And it can't be, uh, church can't be about a one-man show. Church can't be about one person picking up all the load and carrying it. Church has to be about that teamwork attitude. Getting things done, not for myself, not for my glory, but for His glory and His honor. The next thing I read as I, I look through this is skip down to verse 7. It says, For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. The next thing I see that I need to add to my life and I need to work on is Philemon seems to have a refreshing love. Paul says he was comforted and the saints were comforted and refreshed by his love. And you know, throughout the years, I've heard some people say this my whole life, that there's something special about promised land. When you go there, you come out feeling refreshed, like people care, like people love you. And you know what? Paul here in verse 5, it says, what does it say? Hearing of thy love. So not only was it just Paul that experienced this love, but it was a reputation that Philemon had this just great, Love for people. And I, I think to myself about that. I hope Promised Land is a group of people that have a refreshing love. When people walk in the doors, do they leave 
uh, knowing that they are cared about. You know, it, it's not going to come from the preaching of God's Word. Now, they should know the love of God in the preaching of God's Word. But it's going to take some of us stepping out on faith and caring about people that maybe don't look like us, don't act like us. It's going to take that involvement in their lives. It's going to take us encouraging them, getting them involved in our lives and caring about them most importantly. I want to be a church here at Promised Land where other churches are inspired by the love we have for people. I want to be a church where uh, our reputation everywhere is that is a church that loves people. And that seems to be the reputation of Philemon here. And, and remember, uh, Philemon, it says, hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. So not only was it just his great love for Christ, but it was his great love for people. Jesus speaks in John thirteen thirty-five. Let's turn over there. He says, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one for another. You see, Jesus' own disciples, the people that He recognized with His own ministry, He said, listen, the only way people are going to recognize you is if you love one another. Another thing in 1 John 4 and verse 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. You see, as a Christian, my identity should declare that I love others. Who I am and and how people see us, they should see that we are loving others. You know, I think about it just a few weeks ago. Me and Laura took a trip, uh, a, a big round trip, one last summer getaway. When we went by my grandmother's, and uh, many of y'all know my grandmother Sperlin, and just a sweet, sweet lady. And as we stayed the night with her, we had nothing planned. We just stayed the night with her, uh, woke up the next morning, visited with her till lunch. And she loved on us and cared for us. And, and that is as close as I can get to what I, I'm reading here. Because I walked away just so refreshed that somebody loved me that much to care on me and to love on me like my grandmother did. And I want to t- I, I just in my mind as I'm thinking about this this week, I thought what if people walked into our church like that? What if we had people from all kinds of home life walk into our church that don't have love anywhere else but when they come in this place, they know what they're going to get. And then they leave refreshed by the love that we give to them. I tell you, that's what our church should be. Not only did I see this refreshing love, this teamwork attitude, but I saw a trustworthy friend. If you know the story of Philemon and what Paul is writing here, and you've studied that letter before, you know that there was this guy named Onesimus. And Onesimus, he had evidently 
done something wrong to Philemon. Uh, most people believe that he stole some money or possessions. And Paul just asked Philemon straight out, please forgive him. Just forgive him. And not only that, but look at this. Uh, he not only says forgive Onesimus, but he says raise Onesimus' position in your house. Look at verse 16. Not now as a servant, but above a servant, a brother beloved, specially to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So, Paul's telling Philemon, he said, don't only just forgive him, but give him a higher place. Give him this higher place in your house where he's not just a servant to you, but he's that co-laborer that Paul and Philemon were. A brother. And what Paul's telling him is, hey, this Onesimus, through a, a, a realm of events we don't really know about, he's ministered to me while I'm in prison, while I've went through struggles. And he tells Philemon, you need to forgive him, but not only that, raise his position. And Paul was so confident. Look at this. In verse 18 through 19, it says, If he hath wronged thee or oweth thee aught, put that on mine account. I, Paul, have written it with mine own hand. I will repay it. Albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me even thine own self besides. Yea, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. Having confidence in thy obedience. Having confidence in thy obedience. You see, Paul was fully confident that Philemon was going to do the right thing. And and here he he goes to the extreme and he says, If Onesimus owes you anything, put it on my account. What do you guys think about that? I mean, that's like handing somebody your credit card and saying, Hold on to that for a little while. That seems kind of ridiculous, right? But Onesimus Paul Paul said, I don't really know the whole circumstance. I don't know what's going on, but anything he owes you, put it on my account. Because Paul knew that what Philemon was going to do would be right. And it was it's so evident throughout the Bible that we need to be trustworthy Christians. What I mean by that is you can look at James 5, uh, verse 12 is an interesting verse. Uh, it says, But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. James urges men and women, let your word be your word. That's the same thing that Philemon is telling, uh, or I'm sorry, Paul is telling Philemon here, is he had full confidence that when he said it, he would do it. Basically to Paul, he was telling Philemon, I trust you. And the only way that we are gonna, we as a church will be able to have that teamwork, that we will be able to have that refreshing love is if we trust one another. 
for us as a church to do ministry the way God intended, we have to be able to count on other people to help us along the way. And more important here is that people are able to trust us. Paul was able to trust Philemon. You have to remember Paul's situation here. Uh, he, he talks about a prisoner of Jesus in verse 1. He was unable to do the work outside of that prison. And don't, don't get me wrong, I think Paul did ministry inside the prison because he was a man of the Lord. And I, I can't help but think that. But he was unable to do work outside of that prison and he entrusted Philemon to do it. Whether it just be that act of forgiveness, Paul had full confidence that he would do it. As I read through this book of Philemon, I couldn't help but notice, first of all, that Philemon's just a great friend to Paul. But it's not only a friend, he was a great help to Paul. Just as Philemon was a great help to Paul, three of the best ways we as individuals can help the ministry of this church is to have a team-like attitude, a refreshing love, and be men and women who trust each other and have full confidence. Let's get ready for a hymn of invitation. I tell you what, as I, as I read across those Scriptures this week, I know that this heart needs some work. I know that there, there's things that I've covered right there that I'm not the best on. But you know what? I'll never be perfect at anything, but by the grace of God, I can do some of these.